0: My name is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series entitled Let's Talk Marriage A Biblical Look at Marriage and What It Involves Before We Do It. God bless you as you study together. Well, it's time for us to uh, address the wife. And we just spent some time in our previous lesson talking about the husband and the husband's responsibility to love his wife, to be the leader of the home. And he he does have a lot of responsibility. But now we're going to talk about the wife. What is a wife? And in this particular session, uh, I want to preface it by saying that when the husband treats the wife the way that God instructs him to treat his wife, then it makes it a whole lot easier for the wife to do her part in helping the husband, loving him, living the godly life before him and the family, and so forth. So we're we're going to talk about this word submissive, and when the Bible says that wives... Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. In Ephesians 5:22, what does that mean? We're going to talk about that. But I also want to remind you of this. In Ephesians 5 and verse 21, prior to going through the husband and wife and the parent responsibilities, God says this: Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. The entire Christian life is a life of submission to God, to His will. To his plan, and to his way of living. So this is by no means a lesson on why the woman is inferior to the man and that her role is not as important as the man. It is nothing like that. That, by the way, is the distortion of the world. And so as we look at the Bible today, um, you're going to see, ladies, that your role is critically important in the home. And The world today has distorted that role. And as a result, it is creating chaos in the home. So, let's get into the Bible. If you'll look on page 22 of the study guide, we're going to go through the outline on the wife. And you'll notice the question at the beginning of the lesson is, God, do I have to be submissive? Well, of course, if you understand what submission really is, then all of a sudden, that doesn't sound so... Terrible, and that's what we want to talk about. So, if you've got a Bible, open it to Titus, the book of Titus, and uh, we're going to read chapter two, beginning in verse one. Now, Paul is writing to Titus, who is a young preacher, and uh, he is preaching uh, in a place called Crete, and he is Paul is giving Titus some instructions. So, when we come to chapter two and verse one. Paul is giving Titus instructions, and here's what he says. You must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, and that's important. Remember, if the man does his job before God, then he is worthy of respect, and respect is earned. So he says, teach these older men that they are to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Then in verse 3, he addresses the women. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Now, the background of the book of Titus is this. Crete was a place where the roles in the family and in life in general, were being distorted by false teachers. As a matter of fact, in chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul says this to Titus, For there are many rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced, because they are ruining whole households. How? By teaching things they ought not to teach, and that for the sake of dishonest gain. In other words, they were teaching a philosophy of life, and in doing so, they were ruining entire households. But they were teaching a philosophy that was contrary to the Bible. That's why in chapter 2 and verse 1, Paul says to Titus, you've got to teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. It's got to be what the Bible says. So, this is what's going on when Paul addresses Titus with these guidelines for women in chapter 2. False teaching was being presented, roles were being reversed, families were being ruined, and the ideals and principles of the Bible were being distorted. Now, that is not unlike today. Our society today is doing the same thing, they are teaching things that are contrary to the Bible about the home about the role of women, the role of men, marriage in general. And any time you and I stray from the principles of the Bible, we're always going to suffer. So if that is the background in which Paul is writing to Titus about the role of women. And so you've got to understand that he's being pretty pointed about how women are supposed to be because it was being grossly distorted in this city. Now, what is the biblical view of women? And it it is important, and before we get into the core responsibilities and the biblical directives for the woman, let me show you why the biblical viewpoint of the woman is so important. Why we get this right. In chapter 2, And verse number 1, it's because of the false teaching. He said, you've got to teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Then in verses 4 and 5, when he starts talking about the role of the wife or the woman in the home, that he's teaching Titus, this is what God says. This is how the woman is to live according to God. And it's different from what you're being taught in Crete by these false teachers. So it's important to get the role of the woman right because of false teaching and we have that today but number two it's so that the word of god and the testimony of christ will not be slandered or hurt in verse number five paul is telling titus about these women that they're to be self-controlled and pure busy at home kind subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of god so that no one can say that the bible is wrong and and talk down about the Bible and thus hurt the testimony of Christ. So it's very important as believers that we get the role of the man and the woman in the home correct. Now, let's get into the core responsibilities of the woman, beginning in verse number 4. Then they can train, and he's talking now about, you know, teach the older women so that they in turn can train the younger women. So, those of you that are getting married and uh, are going to become wives, here's what he says, that, you're, that the older women were to teach these younger women about becoming wives. Then they can train the younger women to do what? To love their husbands and their children. To be self-controlled and pure. To be busy at home. To be kind. To be subject to their husbands so that no one will rely on them or of God. Three core responsibilities of the woman. Number one, to be a helper. In Genesis chapter 2, God said that of all the things He created, there was one thing that was not good. He said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God created the woman to be a helper, a completer to the man. Here's the deal. The wife is necessary for the husband to be successful at what God is calling him to do. If God leads you to get married, the man and the woman are equally important in that relationship. They need each other. The woman is the helper. She is the completer. The word in the Hebrew means she is the completer of the man. In Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that our help comes from the Lord. So ultimately, our ultimate helper is God. But number two, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Bible gives us <clears throat> the, the guidelines for how we're to be helped and how, where we get our help and why man and woman was created. Look at verse number three, first of all. 1 Corinthians 11, verse three. Now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ. So the man is not without authority over him. It's Jesus. The head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Now we're going to come back to that in just a minute when we talk about submission. So hold on to that for just a second. Go with me to verse number 8. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11. 8. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for the man. For this reason, and because of the angels, the woman ought to have a sign of authority on her head. In the Lord, however... Woman is not ind- is not independent of man, now get it, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman, but everything comes from God. You see, the man is no more important than the woman, and the woman is no more important than the man. They are not independent of each other. They need each other, God says. So first of all, The woman, one of her core responsibilities is to help the husband as he is the leader of the home. He's been given the responsibility to be the leader. The woman, the wife, is his helper. He's the one that's responsible. She helps. Now, there's two ways she helps. Number one, through submission, being subject to him. This is a Greek word that literally means to place under in an orderly fashion. There has to be order. There can't be all chiefs and no Indians. Somebody has to be the leader and be held responsible. And that's the man. So ladies, to be submissive to the husband just means to allow him to be the leader God intended for him to lead. It does not mean that you have no input. It does not mean that you are the slave. On the contrary, you and the husband are one. You make decisions Together, But you support each other, and he ultimately becomes responsible for the decision. Number two, you help him by supporting him, encouraging him, giving him advice, partnering with him in those decisions. So core responsibility one, be a helper. Number two, loving. In verse number four of Titus chapter two, the Bible says, that the woman is to love her husband and to love her children. Have you ever heard the phrase, when mama's not happy, nobody's happy? It is so true. Ladies, you are the Holy Spirit, so to speak, of the home. You are the key to the atmosphere of the home. And nobody can love like mama does. And number three, core responsibility, the way you live. In Proverbs chapter 31, we have the story of the virtuous woman read the characteristics there it's not about her position it's about her life and her work ethic in titus chapter 2 and verse 4 and verse 5 it talks about the lifestyle of the godly wife she loves her husband she loves her children she's self-controlled she's pure she's busy at home we'll talk about that in a minute she is kind and subject to her husband she is a godly woman in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1-6, through 6, the Bible teaches, ladies, that if you have a husband that's not saved, the way you're going to win him over to Christ is not by what you say, it's by how you live. So, the three core responsibilities of the wife, be a helper to your husband, love your husband and children like no other, and live a godly life before them because they need you. Number, two, number uh, two, let's talk about the biblical directives of the woman. And we're going to have to hurry. We don't have much time left. The biblical directives of the woman. There are four of them. Here they are. Love your husbands. We've actually talked about that. The By the way, the word here is the word philandros. It means to love as a friend. You guys ought to be best friends. Love your husband. Be his best friend. Love your children. To be a mother to them. If God blesses you with children... Love them. There's nothing like the love of a mother. Number three, to be a woman of character. Be disciplined, self-controlled, be pure, be godly, innocent, modest. Um, be, be a woman who is godly and be kind. It's the word agathos. It's also used in Romans 8.28. For we know that all things work together for good. Be a kind, good woman. The word literally means to be beneficial or to be of good character. Be a benefit to your husband and your family. That's what a real life, a a good godly wife does. Let me say this. Your husband and your children ought to be better Christians because of you. And then finally, directive number four, be a keeper at home. It says she's to be busy at home in verse five. The word there, kurios, literally means one who looks after domestic affairs with prudence and care. You are the director of the home. Uh, And and so the four directives, love your husband, love your children. Be a woman of character and be a keeper at home. Make that house a home for your family. That's what a godly woman does. That's what the women in the Bible were taught to do. And as a godly woman, doesn't mean you're going to never make a mistake. Just like that husband that you're about to have is going to make lots of mistakes. So will you. But together as one. You perform your roles. Husband is the leader of the home. Spiritually, financially, emotionally, in every way. The, the wife is the helper and the supporter and the lover. And together you love each other better. That's what makes a godly relationship. Thanks for listening to this session of Let's Talk Marriage. For a copy of our study booklet or more information on the entire series, visit our website at www.fycp.org. And may God continue to bless you and your relationship. Have a great week.